0: Welcome back, everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining us here for another episode, wherever in the world you are listening to us from, whatever platform you are listening to us on. As always, thank you guys so much for the support. Thanks for sharing this around, for the kind messages, the kind emails, the questions you guys have left. Really awesome to see this platform continue to grow and, and see it being shared with with other coaches and, and people who just love basketball in general. So really excited to get into this one here today and as many of you know who have been listening for a while i love talking about culture i love talking about attitude and personalities and how to build programs and how to build players and how to build high character players and you can go into our catalog and see tons of episodes related to that topic and i can never get enough of talking about it and i'm very excited to be able to talk about it here again today with my guest so Today's episode is going to be about implementing a winning attitude culture, and what I think is going to be kind of fun and interesting about this one in particular is that we're not just going to talk just about basketball, but we're also going to talk about the experience that my guest has in, in other forms of life and other forms of the business world. I know that a lot of you uh, listening may have had experience in other facets of, of the business world or, or may know people who are into coaching or are looking to get into coaching, who have experience in, in the private sector and in the business world. So we're going to kind of be mend- melding those things kind of together, talking about basketball winning attitude culture, but also a little bit of a conversation about some lessons learned in the, in the business field and, and things of that nature. So this be a lot of fun uh joining me to talk this awesome subject about implementing a winning attitude culture i have coach tony smith with me today coach thank you again for joining us how are you doing
1: i'm doing well and again i want to thank you for inviting me to participate in this forum this is the first time i've actually heard of your of your platform but from what i just heard i think it's fantastic And, and like you said there's a lot of really talented coaches that we can learn from. I know throughout my coaching career, I've I've stolen so much from other coaches. Yeah. <laughs> that and and tried to implement it into what I do. Uh, so I, I look forward to sharing a little bit of information
0: that I have and hope that it helps
1: other folks also.
0: Awesome. Coach, uh as I mentioned at the beginning, I know that your journey has like kind of a, a couple tracks to it. So so your your coaching journey and, and, and the journey to where you're at right now. Where's the the basketball game taking you? Where's your coaching journey taking you? And then also, where is your professional journey outside of basketball kind of taking you? And what were the roads that led you to where you're currently at right now?
1: Sure. So I was born and raised here in, in Baltimore,
0: Maryland. And uh, uh, after high school,
1: I played two years at Dunbar Community College and then uh followed that up with two years at the University of Buffalo in uh, in, in New York. So, um, you know, I've been around the game for, for, for a pretty long time. And I was fortunate to come, come up, uh, you know, with my basketball career during the time when Baltimore was really emerging on the scene as a hotbed of basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you sound like a pretty young guy. I don't know if you remember – uh, Adrian Dantley, mm-hmm. the, the Matha teams uh, coached by Coach Wooden. Well, Wooden, um, they actually played Baltimore Dunbar in 1973, and I remember going down to the Baltimore Civic Center and seeing that game played. And you know, a- Adrian Dantley was a great All-American. He had a kid by the name of Billy Langlo who played at Virginia, so, so they had a really great team. But the Baltimore Dunbar team was led by Skip Wise, and Skip put on a show that to this day people that had an opportunity to see it still talk about. And uh, you know they 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 stopped uh, a seventy-three game winning streak that um, the had, and it really did cement Baltimore as a as a as a recruiting bastion from that point forward. Um, so i had uh, like like i said i had the opportunity to play junior college basketball i don't know if you heard of dave hopla he's a shooting instructor he's he, he's uh he's uh, worked in the nba and mm-hmm. colleges uh, yep. does a ton of um uh, uh, shooting clinics every day around the country and over in china and those types of things anyway dave and i played together at dundalk community college And you know we played against each other in high school, and he's a friend of mine, and and I learned a lot from him watching and playing and practicing with him. So that's that you know that that helped shape a lot of my ideas around shooting, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go forward. Um, From a personal perspective, I've been married for 37 years to my wife Barzell. I have two adult children. And two pit bulls and a turtle, and if you hear a little <laughs> scuffle in the background, it may be us yeah. getting a little crazy at times. But uh, that, you know, that's pretty much what I I do from a I am from a uh, personal perspective. But you know, getting back to basketball, for, so yep. for the last twenty years, uh, I've been an assistant head coach with my uh, one of my best friends Terry Munchko. You talked a little bit about my uh, uh, private life. I worked for Lockheed Martin for 38 years. I just retired in September. Um, I worked in the business operations, in particular, uh, I was a uh, uh, planning and scheduling uh, subject matter expert. Let's put it that way. Okay. And so my 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 job was to help plan and schedule the work for the various contracts that that would come into our business area. So uh, that would include building uh ships for the u.s navy uh helping to build helicopters for the marines and the air force and uh the army and just a variety of different uh things in the defense field uh really exciting probably the best thing about it was i worked with some of the smartest people in the world every single day and and mm-hmm. that for me uh was what really kept me there for 38 years because it was it was a challenge working with people like that but you also had the ability to learn something new every day and, and, and contribute to uh great things so uh I, I enjoyed my time there learned a lot and implemented a lot of the things i do from a basketball coaching perspective from my experience at work into you know what we do and work with the high school kids right now so we've uh you know the uh, last 20 years uh I coached at the high school aau and junior college level including 10 years at baltimore city community college where we were very successful and uh, as as we talked about, the last two years i have been at Edgewood High School here in Harford County, Maryland. So that's you've been
0: keeping busy. I'll just, uh, to put it to put it simply, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I definitely am going to circle back to to uh, on the private sector what what you implemented there. But but um, one of the things that you mentioned on was was some of the different experiences that you've had. Uh, working with with various coaches and i believe one in particular <laughs> as as i'm sure you'll mention uh really had an effect on on your belief about about shooters and about shooting in general and and even on your twitter byline you talk about an, anyone can be a shooter but you know it's different to be a maker so uh, <laughs> let me ask you about let me ask you about shooting and and the ways that shooters can develop so what do you believe needs to happen for for a shooter to to become a shooter because i know your belief is that anyone can become a shooter and i believe that too so why 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 do you believe that but but how what is the work process that needs to get involved for that shooter to become a a, a maker instead of just a shooter yeah 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 and and that's
1: you know in today's game shooting is so important right i mean it's always been important but never to the degree that it has now especially with the the advent of the three-point shooting uh, kick, uh component so for me I, th- I think it really starts with the mechanics of shooting right um uh, and one of the things that i taught my son uh, from a very early age was to always start your if, if you if you're walking out to a uh to a court uh, out on the street or, you know, you're going to go play some shoot pickup at the YFCA or wherever you go, you walk in the gym, make your first shot. And you make your first shot by making a layup, right? Just walk in, knock it in, off the glass. And so for me, that that sets up your mindset. It imprints in your mind, I'm going to be successful with my shooting today. Mm-hmm. You may miss the next 15 shots that you take, but at least you made your first one, right? <laughs> so it, it, it's part of that. Uh, that that belief, building in your belief system that I am going to make shots when I walk in this gym, or when I walk out of here on this court, or wherever I am. Um, and then secondly, and I think this is where it really begins to uh, take shape, is understanding the mechanics of shooting. You know, keeping your elbow in, making sure that you're aligned, uh, making sure that you're balanced, that you push up and follow through on your shot. I you know I like to tell kids when they're shooting free throws if you line up that you know we always talk about the nail hole at the foul line right it's the nail hole that they use yep. to uh uh set the uh, you know the court dimensions and those things that thing is perfect right directly in the middle of the goal so if you align your elbow with that and you just push up push the ball straight up and through and follow through you're going to give yourself a very very significant opportunity to make that shot and if you do it over and over and over repetitively then you'll be able to shoot as i talk uh, with conviction right because you've practiced it it's become part of your dna and it it, it becomes very difficult for you to get off of that mark if you just keep it simple you know, a sure. lot of kids today, they they emulate what they see on TV. These guys rubbing themselves, rubbing their arms, you know, doing the <laughs> sign of the cross and doing yeah, that, yeah, all yeah. of that stuff that a professional can get away with because they, they get paid to do it. But you're a college kid or a high school kid or AAU rec kid, you're not, you, you don't get that luxury, right? Your job is to walk up to that line and take a free throw and make it. And once you start making those shots, you realize, man, this is easy money for me. And it's easy money for our team. And any time you miss, you're leaving an opportunity to win uh, at the foul line. So, mm. uh, you know, having that mindset of, of recreating the same shot over and over. And, you know, w- once you really understand what your shot is, what it takes for you to make shots, you know what happens when you miss. You know what happens yeah. if you're shooting left, if you're shooting right, if you're shooting too hard. You're... Easy you to correct. compensate for that and then be able to correct it and begin to make shots again. So for me, again, it comes down to hours and hours of proper repetition, uh, persistent attention to detail, and then developing that confidence to shoot with conviction. And if you do that over and over, I think uh, you can make yourself into a really good shooter.
0: Yeah I, I one of the things that I, I kind of pick up from, from from your answer is the level of discipline that I think is kind of needed in order to constantly be working on it consistently working on it. But then as you kind of mentioned too there there's a there's definitely a level of like thoughtfulness and reflection and and I, I wholeheartedly agree and I think that that's something that you know a lot of players uh, should be taught or should be coached at if they're not already is is that players should hopefully, be able to quickly identify when they're, when they do miss what it is that's wrong and why their shot isn't going in. And I found that kind of some of the best shooters that I know and, and the best shooters that, I, that, I, that I've ever worked with are ones that can identify what it is that they need to fix and correct before I even need to say anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. 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 You know, and I, in practice, uh, we, when we took over Edgewood last year, they had only won five games prior to the to the COVID um, mm-hmm. uh, experience. And so they had a culture that wasn't really used to winning. They didn't know how to work hard right, and those types of things. Excuse me one second. Hey guys, out, stop. <laughs> <gasps> um, you
0: got some fans. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some folks
1: They're probably walking down the street or something to handle. But anyway, uh, we, had to, we had to reorient them, right? And one of the things was, they would make layups or, or we go through layup drills and they're missing layups. And, and for them, it was okay. It was like, oh, well, okay, we just missed the layup. No. And I tell our guys consistently, don't practice missing. Don't do it. We're not here to miss shots. We're not here to throw up shots and hope that they go in. We're shooting with conviction. We're shooting with an understanding and intention to make every single time we step on this court. And it's your responsibility to play with that mindset, so uh, and that starts with things as simple as mic and drills, right, or form yeah. shooting or free throw shooting, just the little things that 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 come with making your first shot every day. Like I said before, it imprints the success mindset in your mind that you're going to make shots when given the opportunity, and uh, 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 I, I think now. <laughs> I was talking. Terry actually uh, teaches math now in, in at Edgewood after a long career at Lockheed Martin. Also, mm-hmm. and uh, he said he and a few teachers went out for lunch or something one day, and a lady math teacher ran up to him and says, "Terry, Terry, I got to tell you what one of your players told me. It was some kind of saying. I don't know what it was, but it was so it it just charged me up. And she and she he said, "What? What? What? What is it?" And she goes, "Shoot with conviction." <laughs> so, so one of the players is in there. I guess somebody was trying to do a math uh something you know a, a, uh-huh. math, a quiz or something they they screwed it up and the kid said man you got to shoot with conviction when you're telling
0: <laughs> giving oh, those answers. Man, isn't that great
1: <laughs> so yeah it's um and and, and you know to, to, what's funny is kids that I I coached in AAU 10 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I have run into them or talk to them on on Facebook or whatever, and they'll say, "Coach, I'm coaching these guys now, and they just will not shoot with conviction."
0: <laughs> Isn't that they great? Will not
1: do it, and I got, and I'm trying to get them to do the right thing. And I said, "Well, hey, you know what it means? Get them down there on those free throws, get them on the layup lines, and just teach them the right thing.
0: You know, just yeah. show
1: them how to do it." And repeat that process over and over, and pretty soon they'll they'll understand what you want them to do. So.
0: Awesome! No, that that that's great, and I think that that actually ties in perfectly to the idea of a uh, winning attitude culture and having that proper attitude when when you talk about you know have doing those things with conviction. So you know, that's awesome. So let's let's jump right into how you would describe and define your your program's current culture. If you if you had to kind of describe where it's at right now and then also what was the journey to kind of get the culture there uh where it currently is right now
1: so for for terry and i i i mentioned it before we both started our careers at lockheed martin and uh one of the mantras that we we work by and live by every single day i mean you walk through a building you see in our our uh Comments to customers and correspondence, or whatever. We always talked about a commitment to excellence and mission success, which really means it described our pursuit of customer satisfaction. And the way you satisfy your customer is delivering a product on time, on cost, on schedule, um, and that it worked every time they wanted it to to work because it had to. And you know, with the kind of things that we delivered, so. We we took that mindset and we put it into play, um, in in our in our basketball beliefs about how will we play, what will we do, how how will we make sure that we could be we could sustain a, a level of excellence and and winning, um, and so we we use that as a as a as a backdrop to what we do um, uh, in, in high school and college, and mm-hmm. for us it means a commitment first a commitment to academic excellence right because. If you don't, if your kids aren't eligible, you're not going to win. You you won't have a team. Or if you have a team, it's not the team that you really want to put out there on the floor to reflect your, uh you know, your approach to basketball. So it starts with the academics. Uh, secondly, you want kids that have uh, a certain character level, right? When we coached at um, – in the junior college, the, mm-hmm. the difference between coaching junior college or or or, or, or four year school is you get to recruit the guys that you want. In high school, you you know you they, they're either kids from your neighborhood or if you're fortunate enough to work at a, a private, you can semi recruit some guys that type of scenario. But for the most part, you don't really get a chance in selecting the guys. They just they come to you, and then it's your job to to mold them into the champions that you want. And so you got to have a process you have to have in mindset to be able to repeat over and over and over. And, uh, you know, for us, it's really three steps. It starts with practice. And within that practice, it's hard work. And then getting the kids to have a belief in the process. And that process is practice, hard work, and following the process. And when those things, those three things don't work, we just repeat it over and over and over until it does, and you know, for some teams, it clicks right away for them. Uh, for others, it may take a half a season. But yeah, that's does, that's what I was
0: going to ask you about the process. Was that what? What did you find as you were you were putting that in? Was the buy-in there right away, or was or did it take uh, a while?
1: Like, like I said, with a junior college team, you, you know, you have turnover every year, right? Sure, um, yeah, of But 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 in high school, you typically can have kids. For four years, unless they move or something, but for us coming, you know, we, we we took over the program last year, and I talked about it earlier. They were five and sixteen. We started the year uh, three and six, and it was a struggle, you know, getting them, to, uh, getting them to realize you have to come to practice every day, getting them to realize you got to come to practice on time, not screwing up in the classroom, all of those little things uh, of really shaping them through. Hard work, discipline. Uh, yeah, you know, talking to them. Uh, sometimes you got to rub their heads. And other times you got to, you know, put a foot up them. But it is a, it's a constant developmental approach. But we ended up the year thirteen and nine. So you can see that we turned it around, right? We won ten games, lost only three in the last three, and and it was a uh, for the kids. They realized it. The bell went off. They said. You know we could be pretty good yeah and so they came back this year uh it, it's the second year of the process and um you know we knew right from the very beginning when we started first day of tryouts that the kids that were there last year picked it up right away and they you know they got out there it's still a learning uh thing for them they, they still have it totally they still don't totally understand it at this point but we're so much further along than we were when we got there last year that um we we realized that um our belief system our approach to building the culture and it it, it also has to do with how we how we uh influence the uh you know the parents and and the, and the teachers and, and the school administration it's a, it's a learning process for them yeah. and 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 they they come to realize that we don't come Any any job that we've taken, we don't come with the mindset of "oh, we're going to compete and we're just going to get out there and play hard." No, we come to win championships. (laughs) And Uh, yeah,
0: and and some players some players don't have that mentality or have that belief in themselves when they walk in the door.
1: Yeah, they they don't. Uh, Well, well, here, so uh, a lot of people want it. It's like like we said about shooting, right? A whole lot of shooters, not a lot of makers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there, there's a whole lot of kids that want to want to want a championship but they don't know what it takes to get there and are they willing to pay the price of, of getting there and the same thing has to do with their with the uh, administration and the parents and the rest of them you know we tell them you know practice is over 6 30 uh please be here to pick your kid up no later than uh seven 6 45. Because we got to go home too. We have families, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have parents stra- straggling at seven, seven fifteen. Something about. it's crazy. So you got to really work with them and, and and get them to understand that they have a uh, buy-in. They have to have a, uh, a a belief in what we're trying to do, and we're trying to teach your young men and your young women the the, the right things to do. And um, you know, just just please help us follow the process because we're <laughs> teaching them and we're teaching you and and you guys are teaching us how to be better at what we do. And so the, so when you, you know when you talk about the culture and where we are right now, I think this is year 2 and we we actually said we intend to win the championship this year. Now, is that the, it, it, what's what's the reality behind that? We have a couple of tough teams in our league, but we believe if we do the things that we're taught to do, it makes no difference what the other team does. And with yeah. that mindset, and you executed what you're supposed to do, you're going to win more often than you lose, a whole lot more often than you lose, because most other teams don't play in that kind of a mindset.
0: That's it's playing with, well, just playing with a lot of confidence, right? Playing with that conviction, right? That, that, that kind absolutely. of ties it all in, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and it's, it's so you know we 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 like to keep it simple i like to keep it simple and i think back to when we you know we were running our aau program um we always talked about playing on sundays and uh, you know telling the kids for example you can play travel ball you can play rec ball right mm-hmm. but now you're playing aau and there's different levels of aau you could play AAU where you just get out there and you play and you go uh, go to Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania, playing a 15-team sort of tournament and, yay, we're having fun. No, we're playing to go down to Florida. We're playing to go to Tennessee. We're playing to go wherever the championships are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the kids bought into it. And, and, I, and I like to say, you know, our kids grew up in a cul-de-sac culture, right? Nice <laughs> homes. They... Uh, you know their hair is cut, and their moms are out there, and this, that, and the other. And the first time I took them in the city to play, they were kind of shook. And so, well, "What are you? What are you shook about? Oh, these kids—they—they they play, they play basketball the same way you did. You just play yep. better because you're yep. coached by me. <laughs> See, so they have to. I try to get them to take on my mindset and my attitude. And sure enough, we went out there, we beat one of the better teams in the in in the city. Uh, we beat the brakes off of them. And <laughs> everybody in the in the gym were surprised. The parents from the other teams were like, What the heck happened? Um and and one, <laughs> one of my son's best friends was playing for that team, and the parent came up to him and said, Coach, uh Your Dad, Ken Raphael played for <laughs> you guys. So oh, uh, it, it, was, it was just funny, but but it's 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 that mindset, right? You you have to play to win. If, if you're not playing to win, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to understand some of the mindset that, that that exists today. Because when I go to work, right, I'm competing. I'm not competing against the guys that I work with, but I'm competing against other companies that want our business. They want the business that we have. But we, or, you know, when I worked at Lockheed Martin, we were the number one defense company in the world and the Navy and the Air Force and the Army came to us because they knew there was no challenge that we weren't capable of meeting. Uh, Sometimes we may tell them things that they don't want to (laughs) hear. yeah. And and other times they would tell us things we wouldn't want to hear. And then we'd have to compromise and get to where we want to be. But ultimately we got done what we needed to get done to satisfy them and for them to satisfy their mission. And the same thing in basketball, right? If you want to, if you just want to play, there's all kinds of rec teams out there you can go play for. There's all kinds of travel leagues that you can get into. What we're trying to do is win a state championship for Edgewood High School, and we're going to go through the process of getting there. Now, you can have all the X's and O's and and culture that you want, but. It really does come down to do you have the Jimmys and the Joes to make it happen, too, right? So
0: yeah. I need those two, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: so, but but you know more often than not, at least you're putting yourself in 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 position to to be there to compete. And so when you think about it, it's attitude, right? Yeah. And your attitude is a reflection in your culture. And we believe we can win any game we play if we play the way we're coached. And I said that already. Um, it's a success-oriented mindset. It goes back to practice. It goes back to hard work. And once again, I go back on a, a belief in the process.
0: So I I can tell, and I'll let you elaborate on this, that a lot of your mentality that you implement and a lot of the culture that's implemented, I, I feel like you are able to directly draw from your experiences at Lockheed Martin and from your experiences in the private sector by knowing what it takes to be successful in that realm and successful in that line of work. And it sounds like you're really bringing in the attitude that you know worked in that field and works, you know, in, in the adult, you know, quote unquote, real world and are really infusing that into your program right now. Yeah, you know,
1: for for us, when when we were coaching, and our, our first go around, we coached at Essex Community College. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Baltimore County, and uh, it was a Division II school. Didn't have a lot of resources and everything, and, and I can I could have it's it's that's a topic for another <laughs> podcast. And and it, 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 just talking about that alone, I can I can tell you some really amazing stories and, and really good news and bad news type yeah. situations. Okay. But probably from that is where we learned the how to take the commitment to excellence mindset. Right. And the mission success mindset and put it into play in a basketball realm. And so, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm putting together schedules, you have a schedule and the and the customer says, I need to have XYZ material delivered to Japan and to Australia and and to Germany on these different dates, and there's different configurations of that equipment and 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 um, uh, you know you never know when 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 different situations may arise with contract with subcontractors and things so there's a lot of moving parts that are happening at all times and if you miss the if you miss the mark on any one of those things it could dramatically affect three or four different customers your primary us navy customer or whoever it may be so we learned to be disciplined about understanding understanding when was material needed where when was uh, an answer to a question required? You know, from a, from a particular customer, when do they need it? Uh, what what exactly do they need? Did we ask enough questions of them? All of those things uh, c- contributed to understanding the discipline and the commitment that it takes to be successful. And when we when we translate that into basketball, it means don't miss layups. And how do you not miss layups? You practice layups at on game speed. Same thing with free throws. Shooting with uh you know, shooting under pressure. You make two, you, 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 you move on. If you miss one, you got a suicide, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a consequence for those things. But those those things and, and building it up and 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 they understand why do we have to do it, coach? Because you want to get better. And then when they see that success. When they see a play work the way you designed it, the way you built it, and drilled it into their mindset over and over and over, then uh, they're ready. They're ready to compete. They're ready to uh, uh, to, to do what it takes to win, and um, they're ready to revel in that in that win when it happens. And and see, we have an expectation for it to happen. So.
0: And I think that uh, one of one of the things you definitely get to draw on is that you you have, I can definitely tell a a hundred percent belief in that attitude and philosophy because you've seen it work and you know where that philosophy and where that belief and that work ethic can get you. So that I I can definitely tell just from the small conversation that we've had that that's this is something you wholeheartedly believe in the culture you're implementing and 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 that belief system and it, it's not something that you waver on in the slightest.
1: We, uh after we won the first championship in 2010 at Baltimore City, the administration came to us, came to Terry and said, Terry, what do you want? What do you, I mean, you guys did such a great job. What do you, what do you, what's the next thing that you need? And he immediately gets on the phone and calls me up and says, Tony, what do we want? And I said, we need those wooden lockers in the locker room. And so, you know, we had the old metal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Those old metal rattly. Oh,
0: oh yeah.
1: Uh, ratty. Man, we had those things pulled out and they put in 15, 16 wooden lockers with private boxes on each one of them, you know, little things they could lock their shoes up in. And we had it painted red and white and black, the colors of the school. And um, you know, we put up some 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 affirmation type signs around. It was beautiful. And so what it did mean, it gave the kids something that they could um they could be proud of when we brought recruits in. They were used to going to the other schools and not seeing anything like that. It was just different. And, and from that point forward, the next thing was getting rings for them because many of them never had an opportunity to get a championship ring. And so, excuse me, we have five of them from, from our championship, our years there. And I wear a different one every other week or so. <laughs> and and people say, well, why do you wear that thing? I said, because it, it proves to me that I I was part of something that uh, took a lot of hard work, took a lot of persistent persistence, but in the end we we prevailed and we won. And other people look at it and it becomes a discussion point, right? Whoa, well, that's a beautiful ring. What did you do? Well, we did this, that, and the other. And you know, while we were there, it was part of the recruiting process. And now for our kids at, at, at the high school level. It's something that they want to aspire to and I told yeah. them I said if we win the championship we're gonna get rings one way or the other <laughs> and that's what they're looking for you know they 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 want that affirmation for themselves and so um yeah I I I just think that um that, that having something that is palpable that they can see uh in the form mm-hmm. of a championship ring or or a t-shirt and they're like Coach, where do you get up? Where do you get all that gear from? I said, Hey, Under Armour sponsored us for the last uh, uh, six years that we were part of the program, and and and, and they just gave. It. And, and I'll tell you, we had guys going Division One and two, three, and they come back. Coach, you got any gear for us? Because we don't have that kind of gear at school. No, oh, that's no. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> wear what you had and be proud of it. So.
0: Love it. Um, how important. Would you say attitude is in order to win? I, I I know that you've kind of given a good good answer or, or really led to the answer well, but for for a coach who wants to have a a, a program that's really going to be winning and being successful on the court, how important is it that that the attitude um, and that mental aspect is 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 there and implemented in order for the winning to actually take place?
1: Your players are are a reflection of your attitude. So if they see that, yeah, there's some, you know, there's there's uh there's some roadblocks, there are things that we need that we that that yeah we can't get right away, or you know, uh one of our guys are hurt, if they see that your attitude is we're gonna persevere anyway, we're gonna be successful, we're gonna we're gonna wait till this guy gets healed, we're going to uh, you know, if we failed because we didn't handle the press correctly in the last game, we're going to make sure the next time we come out, we're prepared for it, and we'll put those tools into place. And as long as we execute it, we're going to win. And if you do that every single day, and you and and you uh, you follow that up with, or actually you lead with the first thing is, did you go to class today? Did you participate? Did you learn anything? And everybody says, yes, yes, no, yeah, blah, blah. Well, I don't want to hear any yes, no, maybe, or whatever. Yes, I need positive affirmations from that. And then the second thing is, are you ready to practice today and do what it takes for us to win this next game? Yes, sir. Let's get out there and get it done. And you just repeat that over and over and over. And it's hard. Believe me, I, it's hard. Oh, yeah. Some days we're human and, and, and we're just not there. But you guess what? If you've done it enough, those kids will pick you up. They'll understand that your energy is not where it needs to be. And they'll say, coach, what's wrong?
0: Yeah, they'll pick up on that for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: They'll say, what's wrong? Because you're not driving them with the same intensity that you normally would. And that in and of itself should be enough to get you refueled, recharged to to, to lead your team to where you want it to be. And so for me, it's about doing the little things every single day, coming with a game plan, coming with a practice plan, understand what you need to do and 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 one of the uh, really important things coach is to mm-hmm. make sure that your staff has that same mindset that you're all rowing the same way in the boat and when you do that and there's no uh there's no opportunity for a kid to play one coach against another or uh, another player against another coach or whatever that whether you hear from me or you hear from coach Terry or you hear from coach Mike you're hearing the same thing over and over go to class do good work be good citizens come to practice make shots rebound defend run the floor and just keep doing that over and over and over and we will be successful Mm -hmm.
0: of course coach you know that there's going to be challenges along the way where your culture there may be tested or there may be some some adversity that's faced along the way so I want you to talk about some some experiences you've had with that, and 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 what you and your staff have done to kind of overcome those when those little bumps in the road end up taking place. Um, so when we were at Essex, and and I used that because it was really the our, our
1: our proving ground for what we wanted to do and how we you know where we are today. But when we were at Essex, our first year, our our best player was five ten and he weighed two hundred and fifteen pounds uh a little short squatting power forward <laughs> and we had seven guys one kid was six seven was run up and down the floor with an inhaler he would I'd have to throw his inhaler to him he'd take a blast of it throw it back to me as he's running
0: up and down the court. It was that sounds kind like, of a scenario sounds like right? me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm an but, asthmatic so I'm like oh man is that oh, me out there were you coaching me <laughs> I I am
1: too I am too so I knew what he was going through. But anyway we went up to Allegheny and Allegheny at the time had one of the best programs in the country. Um And they beat the brakes off of us. Uh, But after that game, these three old gentlemen walked up to us. And the place was packed. It was always packed up there in Western Maryland. Came up to us and said, Coach, we just have to tell you, you guys didn't stand a chance. (laughs) And the score showed it. But I got to tell you, there's been nobody that's come to this gym that played any harder for a coach than what your kids did. And we're standing there listening what do you say? He said listen everything that you tried to tell those kids they tried to go out there and execute they didn't whine they didn't moan uh you know they were they were overmatched but they gave everything they got and, and 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 you know we just were very proud to be here tonight and see your team play so that then told us we were doing the right thing right three years later we go up to Allegheny they had an 88 game win streak. And we we snapped that streak on their court, uh, and it was we we ran the same systems primarily, uh, coached the same way, but we had better players in the in the system, and they were able to do what it was that we needed to do. So that really cemented for us how to overcome the challenges and part of overcoming the challenges was getting better players with better attitudes and those types of things. But, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and similarly to, to, to now, you know, the uh, changing the culture of, of, of losing to one of consistent winning in Edgewood right now uh, we're there. We're, we're, we're getting there. Today, the kids after the game said, coach, we're going to be pretty good. We got to get better at doing this. We got to get, so when they're telling you what they need to get better at, then you That's know good. that you you've 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 uh struck a nerve with them, and it says I want to be better. And what and and one of the things that we we had this tool we're using this tool called Asia, which is like a social media communication type tool, sort of okay. like a model or whatever. But I send uh I send to the team uh, every day an affirmation of something, something I saw from Twitter one of the things I might have heard or read uh, o- o- on Twitter or Instagram re- related to basketball or or just success uh, in life, and I share it with them. And then I'll ask somebody on the team, did you read what I said today? Yeah, I read it. What did it tell you? Well, it said this, that, and the other. Well, what does it mean to you? And, and now they recognize that I'm invested in them. I'm taking time out of my day to send this to them, to get them to think, Use that to relate to what they're doing in the classroom, at home, in their community. Uh, you know, we talk a lot to our kids about how they project themselves when they're walking around the community. You walk around in the community with an Edgewood basketball uh, jacket, on or jersey, or shirt, or whatever. You're representing the school. You're not just representing yourself. So you have to carry yourself in a certain way. And if we hear that you're not doing that, simply because you're off the off, you're not in the classroom or you're not on the court with us. That still comes with consequences. So those are the kinds of things, and from a cultural perspective, that while it's hard to um, to implement sometimes in certain places, if you are convicted in it, if you really believe in it, and you live it every single day in the way that you approach your things, uh, you know, I, I, I think that you can you can pretty fairly quickly get it in, in, ingrained into what you want to do. And you'll begin to see the you know the the benefit from that. Yeah. Um I, I I I just you know I, I'm I'm fortunate enough to say that uh, you know we won after the first three years at, um, at at Baltimore City, for example, we we never had a losing season, you know, and 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 we won probably 20 games I think in the last the next seven years. Of, Five out of the next seven years. And in the, the two years that we did, we won 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, 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 it's something that we were used to, to to doing. The kids that we were recruiting, they would come in the gym, they'd see the banners hanging up. there. So that, <laughs> yeah. was, that, that was palpable evidence of winning. Uh, that, you know, kids would come into our gym, we'd have open gyms for our perspe- for prospective recruits and have them play against our guys. And the first thing they would do, when we would bring them back to the office and say, so how did you like it? What did you think? And every every one of the guys, except for a certain few who are just supers, they would say, I got to get stronger. <laughs> I didn't mm. realize it was this fast. And so the mindset was, oh, it's just junior college. It can't be that hard. Well, very quickly they realized, oh, yeah, it's very hard. Oh, yeah. And, and if you want to play, you better be ready to compete because these guys give no quarter. Um, and similarly in high school. You know, for us, we we talk about what we did in college, and we and we're running the same systems, same systems with them. And when they play against better teams, and they see that you know on paper they're better teams, but they see that if they implement what we try to get them to do, that they can have success with that. Now that belief in the system becomes much easier to accept and yeah. and, and and to be a part of, it. And, and so. Uh, you know, it, it culture is a it, it's a thing that uh, just you, and you know this, right? Uh, you, you you know there are certain schools that they just won't succeed.
0: And unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately,
1: you know. And, and 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 for a lot of coaches, they get it. They get into those kinds of situations, and it's really hard for them, you know. But you got You you have to take. You have to take pride and and get joy in the little victories. Right? And just keep stacking those things up, and if you and if you have the opportunity to stack enough of them, at some point you'll have a breakthrough, and you and you'll begin to see that the culture is is ingrained. And even if you don't win as many games that you that you would like to win, your opponent comes up to you afterwards and say, "Man, fantastic game!" Yeah, that doesn't make you feel a whole lot better, but you can feel like you competed, you gave your very best. And that's all you can really ask for from, from, from yourself and from your, you know, from your, from your kids.
0: Yeah, I think, I think those, those, even if you don't necessarily see the the, the results right away on on the scoreboard or you don't see those wins and losses, I think if you're building those, championship ad- habits right the championship attitude yeah, and the work yeah. ethic and the winning attitude and you as you kind of mentioned those little bits those little little things that you're always winning eventually as you said right you're gonna you're gonna hit that breakthrough because you've already established all of the necessary like intangible qualities and all of the work ethic that's needed if you if you have all the work ethic and and like you mentioned before once you get a few of those those jimmies and joes in there and you got the work ethic in place i mean you, you can really be off and running
1: yeah, we you know we, we talk a lot about foundational drills, right? The miking and drills and just basic mm-hmm. layup drills and and you know some people don't like the the three man weave. We like it because we condition with it. it. It makes kids run. It makes them catch the ball under duress because we we have it uh, timed and and if they if they don't touch lines or whatever, then you know the, the, it doesn't count in terms of the scoring that we try to do. And all of those little things, it goes from the one-on-one to the two-on-two to three-on-three, four-on-four, five-on-five, shell drills. All of those things we talk about as being foundational. And if you don't do the first thing right, you're never going to be able to now run a five-man motion offense and get to your second level of your, of your set. And, and now they're beginning to see that. You know, the hardest thing for us in, in year one was learning how to cut. Mm-hmm. Learning how to get to a spot on the floor, cup, to go back door, to dive, to seal—all of those very little because they weren't taught those, those things. And we're throwing terminology at them. We're throwing, uh, you know, the mindset of "Hey, you got to get there. You got to get. You got to show your hands. You got to do this." Uh, I, I don't know about you, but a lot of a lot of times you see kids posting up, they don't even have their hands up, right? Um, we, <laughs> you know, I, I I teach and I learned this from Dave Odom. That if you can see my chest, I'm on the post. Throw me the ball, because that means the guy's not fronting me. Uh, he's inviting me to catch the ball, and then I, I feel like if I'm if I'm skilled enough, I'm going to get my shot off on, uh, you know, on anybody. Um, and, and so, you know, we we teach those little things, and we hope to compound them into total understanding and awareness of how to play and how to win. Um and, and and that has to be part of your attitude, that has to be part of your culture mindset.
0: Yeah. And and that's what I was gonna, gonna ask. You started start definitely talking about it. About what do you what do you feel that you can run offensively and defensively? What what can you run from a um system point of view because that that attitude and, and that winning attitude and that winning culture and that winning work ethic is is in your program and and, and you kind of already led to to some of the things that, that you, uh, you you guys like to run and feel like you can run because of that.
1: Yeah, 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 and that's a great question. And and so fundamentally, uh, a, a, at the core, we defend, we rebound, and we run the floor. And when we defend, we're defending ninety four feet for the most part. Uh, we, we we emphasize man to man, get out, pressure the ball, and pressure the ball means I can reach out and touch you. Now I'm not I'm not saying that you're going to hand check like you're Oscar Robertson or something, but. You want to be able to at least, uh, you know, be an arm's length away because it, it it can allow you to influence the offensive man to some degree mm-hmm. to shade them towards your defense, right? And then on any turnover or any uh, uh, transition of the ball, we're running, we are getting out, and we're running, and we're rebounding, and we're we, you know everybody's rebounding except for the guy that's going to get back to be our last line of defense. But 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 though that mindset of of working hard, of being persistent, right? Of following the process, knowing where I need to be. And I got ball, I got help, I got paint. Those little things, all of those things are are attributes that come from, you know, our attitude and our culture of, of committing, right, to excellence. And what's our mission? Our mission is to beat you. We either beat you by one or we beat you by a hundred and one. But we're going to have one more point than you will on the floor, on the scoreboard. It's because we're going to do all the little things that it takes for us to get there. So our attitude really plays into uh, the way that we approach it. And we approach, we we, we try to fast break at every opportunity. Um, and if we don't, we, when we're running our sets, we run our sets with conviction. Um, you know, we, we tell them, if you don't get above the block on a post and you drop step, and if you're drop stepping with any kind of intensity, chances are you're going to be uh, shooting the ball through the backboard, <laughs> right? But if you if you drop step above the block, when you drop step now, you're going to be able to either bank on a forty five, or you're going to drop step and you're going to be right in front of the rim, and uh, you know for a little jump off, mm-hmm. left handed or right hand, depending on where you are. So it's it's those kinds of little little types of things that. Uh, little skill things but again it's your approach and 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 when i see guys not do it or 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 uh you know we'll watch for a few minutes and then we'll just stop and just kind of read you know say hey this last play this is what you did this is what you did wrong what were you supposed to do and have them tell you what they were supposed to do yeah, what I like did that, you no yeah. i didn't do that i did this all right don't do it again let's go right And 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 so and and then the other thing is for young coaches or even older coaches, we have to we have to realize when it's okay to chew a kid's liver and when we have to stroke her head, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and, and 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 that's a that's a that's something that I had to learn as a young coach, right? Kid, I was known as a guy who was always grinding my kids, okay. But I'll never forget, I you know we were playing in a tournament. My kids, I think my son's team was. We were probably 13 or 13, I think. And we're playing in a tournament in D.C. And, and and we're playing this team. And I'm out there just going nuts and this, that, and the other. And I could hear the parents in the background saying, oh, he's crazy. Listen, now he's talking to these kids and this, that, and the other. But my wife was sitting back there with him, And she's not saying anything. She's just, like, she's just listening to what they did. She said, after the game, she said, you know, those – parents heard you grinding on the kids but uh uh, at least five of them came to me and asked where the program was and was there a way that they could get their kids into the program and and i say that because i never once talked about them personally right i didn't say you're stupid i didn't say you can't play i didn't say anything like that i didn't talk about their mom or their dad or their sister or their girlfriend boyfriend dog or anything what i told them was we had have practice for the last three weeks to take the baseline away, and you guys let these guys go by you consecutive on consecutive occasions, and it cost us. And that's not good. And yeah. I might have raised my voice pretty loudly, but then, right before they went back out on the court, I I called to me, give me a hug, give me a, a fist bump, what are we going to do? We're going to win, coach, and they go back out on the floor, and they're happy as heck. And so, you know, you, you have to understand that sometimes you have to you chew a kid, right? Because you're going to get chewed at work. Your wife will chew you, right? Your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever it may be. But there's also that time when you got to bring them close and you got to hug them and you got to love them and tell them that you love them and tell them that you're sorry sometimes and just keep on going with that mindset of winning. And, and, and when you do that, you connect good stuff with winning, with your culture it's sustainable, and it is something that uh, it, it will take so much to break that. It, yeah. it, it, to me, I, I don't know if it can be broken. You yeah. know, it, 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 you, you look at what Duke and North Carolina and the really, really good programs that put together over a year, they were consistent in their mindset and their attitude. They got great players, but a whole lot of people get great players, right? How do they continue to do it? How do they continue to win at that level? consistently all the time and it has to do with that family a- attitude of brotherhood of respect for each other of respect for the game and uh you know attention to detail you, you do all those little things the big things uh will will, will soon manifest themselves
0: i mean i i, I can just tell you from from listening to this right now, I'm I'm ready to run for a brick wall right now. Just just hearing you, just hearing you talk at the moment, I'm like, all right, let, let's go. So so no, you're I, I, and I think that one of the things I really just want to emphasize is just how important it is for for all coaches to make sure that you know you leave that conversation when you're really on your kids, and when you're really grinding them or riding those kids and, and correcting them. And as you mentioned, it's nothing personal. It's just what the actions that need to be corrected need to be fixed. And yes, as you yep. mentioned though about. You know, you want to leave on that positive note, leave on that high energy note, and make sure that they're out there, ready to run through that brick wall afterwards. After you kind of lay into them a little bit and let them know what needs to be done, but then giving them that confidence to go back out there and actually correct it and do it, and let them know that you believe in them.
1: I'll I'll, I'll tell you that basketball for me has enabled me to do a lot of tremendous things in my life, and I and I and I'll tell you. The reason why I was able to be so successful at Lockheed Martin was because of my basketball background. It was because of the competition. It was learning to to, uh, collaborate and work with people, different people from different walks of life, different coaches. I I had a different coach from the time I was in high school uh, all the way up until I got to Buffalo. And I had the, the, the same coach for two years, Coach Bill Hughes. But prior to that, I had three different coaches in high school and two different coaches at the junior college level. But I learned something from each one of them. And I respected what they taught me. And I implemented everything that they taught me into my game. And so, uh, you know, it was that learning experience, right, that I took yeah. at, to Lockheed Martin. Um, I worked for a couple of different uh, – a bunch of different managers. Um, but I was able to now because I've worked with all those different personalities. Recognize, okay, what what will it take for me to 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 ensure that I'm getting done what this person needs? How do I how do I communicate with this person? How do I communicate with my peers? How do I communicate with people that work for me? All of those skills I was able to now bring into play in in, in coaching basketball. And so again, you know, it, it, grades just came out. We had a kid that was ineligible. He, I hadn't seen him for a couple of days because he had to do his appeal. And now here he is. He shows up at our game tonight. He's up against the wall laughing and talking to a couple of the guys. And I'm, I'm just standing there staring. And one of the guys looked and said, Coach Tony's looking at you. And he saw me. And he just smiled. He he dropped his head. And I just pointed to him. and said, come here. Tell me what's happened. And, uh, you know, he told me what was up. I said, Deion, what's the expectations? He says, I know. I, I let myself down. So what are you going to do? He said, "I'm going to do everything that I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to get it done." He says, "I can't believe I got that 180." I said, "Right, you mm-hmm. know, you, you got five classes and you got and and, and you failed one. Why? Why? I mean, what 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 did you do? And and it's just little stupid stuff. You know? And I said, son, you know, you you're at a point now. You can't continue to do that. It's because because it just will not lead to good things for you." And now, you know, he's he's working to get back, and he's 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 going to be a a, a significant tr- contributor to us. But I didn't yell at him, I didn't scream at him, I didn't do anything like that. It was a, it was just a matter of making sure that he understood what what we want to do, why it's important, that we still love him, and mm-hmm. that we're looking forward to him getting back on the team. And, and that, in and of itself, having that relationship with him, he's going to tell the next kid down the line. Or even one of his other you know, senior buddies. I, I told him the other day. I said, "Guys, you have to you have to set the you have to set the, the the tenor of the the room. You have to be the people that guide these younger guys. They're looking up to you. And if you act goofy in class, they're going to act goofy in class. If you act like a leader in class, they're going to want to lead. And then I got a whole team full of guys that know how to lead." but also know how to follow. And that's going to lead to success
0: awesome. in the classroom
1: and on the court. So that, you know, it, you know, you talk about the 60-second soapbox. I, my, my thing is, Coach, is, one, emphasize the importance of doing the right thing right now. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that means going to class, sitting up front, paying attention, Answering a question or two, asking a question or two, being engaged. When you are in a social setting within the school, recognize that you have a responsibility as a basketball player, a responsibility to yourself, to your team, to your coaches, and to the school to represent them in the best way that you possibly can. And then when you get get to the court in practice, do your best work hard and when you feel like you're working hard work harder because you never will (laughs) work as hard as you possibly can do those things and you will be successful and will be successful
0: and and as a
1: coach if you can continue to just bring that to bear every single day and it's hard i i know it's hard because it's hard for me at times and i've been doing this a long time um but it's 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 easier for me because I have done it for so long, and I, I can I know what the uh, the after effects of, of of having that kind of a mindset um, brings for your for your program.
0: Awesome. Um, hey, you, you wrap me up. You wrap me up with that soapbox already. You got me, you <laughs> got me on that closing, closing question before I even got there too. So I'm going to give you a different <laughs> question to end on so that uh, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you, I'll give you a different question to end on here, coach, as we wrap up. And I'm definitely going to have you on later in the future. Cause there's so many other follow-up things that, that we're going to, we're going to talk and discuss that I want to sit you down for. So uh, hope, hopefully don't mind doing this again at some point, but I'm going to ask you uh one last question here to, to sure. wrap up here and I, it's going to be what if you were to hear from a coach who's going to be starting as a first time head coach and and take over that program right away and they said coach what 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 do I need to do what do I what are the first things I need to do as I step into this new coaching role what what would you tell that coach
1: And 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 we're talking now about high school right Yes we
0: will talking in a high school situation
1: Okay so the first thing I would do is uh uh, find out what your current roster looks like, right? And then find out what their grades are, and you know, from from you know what 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 level are they? Are they freshmen? Are they sophomores? Seniors? What have you? And then you know, what what's what's your eligibility look like? Because that that is key. Um, if if you got a a bunch of kids who are teetering on failing, you very quickly have to get into that mindset of tracking their, their their progress in class making sure they're doing the things that they need to do implementing a study hall that those things are so critical at the high school level i i mean i just can't emphasize that enough mm. and then the second thing is you have to have an understanding of what you want to do what do you want to do as a coach do you want to run do you want to press do you want to sit back in a zone Do you play man to man uh what's your philosophy on uh uh, 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 uh you know taking the ball out of balance or just little things but really understand what is it what are what are the basic principles that 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 you adhere to in in trying to and and trying to win games and I talk, talked about it from our perspective it was defend, rebound and run the floor. Right. And 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 doing that at all levels of the floor and 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 pressing and running at every opportunity. That's what we believe and that's what has made us successful. So I I said two things there. One is Mm -hmm. the academics. Start with the academics. And then two, start with understanding what you can do, what you want to do as a coach. And then ask yourself, can I teach those things? Because if you can't, you need to go find somebody that can help you with it. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to listen to forums like you, uh, that, that, that we're having the opportunity to participate in tonight. You know, the, the Twitter, as goofy as it's getting right now, <laughs> no, not... has some really good uh, forums like this and others uh, to, to, to to learn from. Uh, I, I I find myself now engaging with a lot of different coaches and, and and giving feedback on things. And, you know, when you see people retweeting the things that you say, you, they either do it to try to entice other people or they're doing it because what you said made sense to them. And for me, when I say something out there on the Twitter and – I get moms and moms of kids and, and dads of kids and those types of people retweeting or liking it, it means that it resonated with them. And so what I said made some sense and, and hopefully it will help them a little bit. So um, I hope that helped. no. Uh,
0: that, that's awesome. I got I got a whole like two free pages written down of stuff that, that that you've said. So that's why I said I'm 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 picking your brain later and sitting you down later for another conversation cuz cuz I'm re- I'm ready to run for the brick wall here. I'm like, can I go back to high school and play for you now? Like, can I can I can I, can I go find the time travel machine cuz man, that that's no, that that's awesome. So, um coach, I want to thank you for for talking about uh, a lot here about about culture and about building programs and winning attitude and just that that general, you know, championship mindset that I think um, um, so many of our players would would, would definitely be responding to if, if if those if all of us as coaches really worked every single day on, on on building that and building that belief in our players. So this was a lot of fun. I, I wish you continued luck as you're on year two and hopefully many more years to come. And and looking to following you you and your team's journey and and seeing where you guys go, Coach Smith. Thank you so very much. This was a pleasure.
1: Hey, and and uh, and once again, really, I appreciate the opportunity to to converse with you and and and, and to I'll like to pick your brain a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so please uh don't hesitate to to reach out to me and and if I can recommend a person, I'd recommend my friend Terry to, to come on and talk to you also. Maybe um, give you uh uh, uh some similar and, and maybe slightly different insight, but I think you'll see that it all ties together in, in, in the way that we approach things. So
0: Love it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, coach. Thank you, everyone for listening. This was another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast, and we will see you guys. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you next time.